What is up, everybody? Welcome to the After the Ride podcast. This is actually last week's episode, and if you want the newest episode, make sure to join my Patreon. To join, go to patreon.com slash fireman. And I just want to say thank you right now if you do join, but if not, enjoy this one, and all you have to do is wait for next week. All right, it's always hard to start these things off. It's always Dude. hard. I get you, man. I know. I, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, I mean, we were just having a conversation. We were just having one and a long one. We had an yeah. hour and a half of conversation. It, it was <laughs> a, a lot of fun. One. It was great. It was great. It is my fault for not having the the <laughs> audio started and going. Um, but no, I, I learned a lot. I mean, we, we did that, uh, the, the showcase, the, the thing that you do, the, uh, yeah. the live cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was on that and I had a ton of fun. And that was the real first time I really got to get to hear you and notice you and, and, and all this other stuff. Um, and I'm glad you invited me because now we're doing this. Now we're, yes. now we're on after the ride and, and having a good time. So we talked about, you know, why he did it, all these different things. And we weren't recording <laughs> <laughs> or we, we were, but it's, it's just not the same. Well, you know what? I have a feeling that the second conversation, the first one was just a practice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Now it's game time. It's game time. <laughs> it's game time, baby. Um, so with your your thing, this, this is what I absolutely love that you're yeah. you. This is your thing. Um, what? Tell me, please tell me more about it. Because when I showed up, I was just I was telling you guys what I would do, and I've only yeah. seen a few of your stuff with that. Sure. What's that all about? What's your yeah? Well, you know what, Dan. So this is something that started. I did a video way back. I think it was last July when I was first starting doing videos. And what I realized was there was a lot of really good content out there. There were some really good creators with very few views. So I just did a real quick video. In fact, it was maybe 20 seconds of a longer video. And I said, by the way, if you're a creator, put hashtag support in the comments. We'll all know your creators and maybe we can get to know each other. That really took off and, and people started doing their own version of that video. Yeah. And it, it, it became a community now known as hashtag support MVC, MVC okay. standing for Moto Vlogger Community. And my good friend, Mary, uh, whose channel is the Geared Raven 72, uh -huh. she put the MVC at the end of hashtag support. So what it's turned out to be is just, you know, it's a lot of people who are encouraging each other um, to keep making videos, to keep making content, to keep bringing good messages. Um, and I wouldn't always say good messages. They're just messages. Some are yeah. good and some are... Yeah. You learn you know, from you learn better. from the bad stuff. You learn from the good stuff. It's hey just, man, I I learned a heck of a lot because I mess up all the friggin' time. That's yep. how we learn. Yep. Uh, and then I I'm I, from our talk, man. It's it just seems like you, when you screw up, like if I screw up or you screw up, it's like I don't want somebody else to make that same mistake. Yeah. So listen, listen to me. Obviously, they're gonna make the same mistake and, and then be like, oh okay, and then yeah, I should listen. But uh, yeah. I we talked extensively about what we do, how we do it. And I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely oh, love it. Um, absolutely, your, dude. Your your uh, your bookcase metaphor analogy, <laughs> so everybody yeah. can understand. Please explain it to to the audience. What if I had a bookcase back here? What would that mean? Yes. So, as Dan and I were talking just a little while ago, the way that I see my channel, and a lot of other people may see it the same way, but I think of my channel as a bookcase, and every video is a book in that bookcase. And every now and then you go through the bookcase and you say, man, why do I have that book on there? Maybe you make a change later on down the line. But each one of those books, you are building a bookcase. Mm -hmm. So every video counts. Then you want to think to yourself, okay, what's the theme of my bookcase? Some people are, you know, you'll look at their bookcase and you'll see a bunch of business books. Yeah. Some people you'll look at their bookcase and you'll see a bunch of coloring books. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the bookcase says a lot about you. And when you... Mm -hmm. I guess even visually, when you look at your channel and you see all your little thumbnails, it almost looks like a bookcase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily, you know? easily. A playlist, you know, different shelves and, yeah. shelves and all that stuff. Um, and then we we talked about, yeah, the book. I absolutely love that. Like, yeah. what would you put, like, above that? Because I talk about my what I put above it, you know, the whole you know, honesty, integrity, helping others, serving others. I think that came from my firefighting stuff. But like yeah. your yours yours is really interesting. It 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 means a lot to me what you put up there. So like yeah. what what is your thing? Well, you know, if I had a sign above my bookcase, Dan, mm -hmm. it would probably say something like "Be not afraid." 
Okay. Uh, only because with every video that you put out there, you are exposing yourself. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's ridicule or criticism or whatever. You might say something that is wrong in a video. Um, maybe you're installing lights and you forget to talk about some kind of fuse bypass or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Somebody's going to find that. Somebody will someone find that. Someone will find it and they'll talk about it. But you have to think to yourself, okay, if I'm going to be afraid of every little piece of criticism, if I'm going to do, for example, um, so I did a video on a helmet that has an incorporated Cena Bluetooth system. Mm-hmm. And some of the comments I got were, Cena sucks, Cardo is better. <laughs> and I'm what? thinking, yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, if I was afraid of those type of comments, I would have never made that video. But it's look at the content of the video. I didn't create Cena. I'm doing a review on Cena. Yeah. I'm giving you the good and the bad. So that's the reason that I say on my bookshelf, it would say, be not afraid because sometimes my videos can be, you're going to get a sentimental Uh dirty D's sometimes. And sometimes you're going to watch a video and say, man, that guy's kind of a prick, (laughs) but I want to not be afraid to put that out there because look, it's only YouTube, man. Yeah. And and you're going to find those people that they're going to do that. I mean, shoot. If, if, even if your message is pure, 100% like, good somebody's gonna be like well that's you shouldn't do it like that you should do it like this yeah and it's just their personality it's it's where it's their expertise i guess their lane or or point of view their principles are slightly different than yours but still overlap a little bit um and that's just the way it is and and we talked about a little bit about that uh earlier about how people interact with other people and why and why um You have yeah. like, plenty of experience with that when it when you when you hear and you, gosh we we talked so long before this we did um you, yeah. you and your your wife and and her where she works and all that stuff um right. she was telling you all these things and you're like okay empathetic empathetic feels of I understand where this person's coming from um, absolutely like we were talking about Dan my wife works in a behavioral modification center they call it the BMC uh, behavior modification center in a high school. And something that we talk about a lot, and she shares a lot of great stories with me about the kids. And, you know, sometimes they're very loving and sometimes they cuss her out. She's been bitten at work. They sometimes take kids out in handcuffs. And you got to think to yourself, it's maybe the kid isn't bad, but they're acting in the way that they're being treated. Yeah. So they cuss out the teacher because their parents are cussing them out at home. Or they push a kid in the hallway because their parents are physically pushing them at home. And it gives you a whole different perspective, man. Yeah. A whole different perspective. Yeah. The, like my my mother, she worked in, in that field. She was a teacher for 25 years. And then for the last five to 10 years, she was a psychologist for troubled kids and stuff at the school. And a lot of times, same thing, same stories, man. People getting arrested, elementary kids getting arrested or taken away. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. for just dis- not just disrupt- disrupting class, but actually getting in fights in the middle of class for some perceived infraction that they felt like was coming at them or something. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I would hear those stories. Like maybe it's the parents saying it. Maybe the parents are absolutely perfect, and it's just the the reality that the kids living in is so negative towards them, even though it's not. Like we live in different realities. I feel like I, my reality is different than your reality is different than that person's reality. Um, there's the normal reality. There's, there's my reality. (laughs) I'm not normal. My brain does not work the way it should. Um, but when you think like that, when you think of the person could be shaped by their reality or their environment, you start to really empathize with them. Um, especially from our point of view of we've, we lived through that and yeah, yeah, you definitely can empathize with those, those kids. And then they grow up to be adults if nothing's ever changed and that's who they are. So when I interact with adults that are like that, where they're negative, Mm -hmm. I've, I've tried the whole killing with kindness. It's, it's not killing them with kindness. It's killing the stigma or killing the, the, the chain, you know, cause you're nice to them. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, somebody's nice to me. Okay. 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 This is this is something I could work with, and then they start yeah. warming to you and, and becoming nice. That's what I've realized. Um, yeah, it's so true. It's it's kind of that cycle that we're yeah. talking about. It's a cycle of positive or negative results, 
And, you know, sometimes people never recognize that there's that cycle. You can live in a cycle of negative results and everyone thinks you're just, you know, a, a jerk. Yeah. But it's because because of the way that you act, you attract that same type of action toward you. So you're a jerk to the world. The people in the world are jerks back to you. Yeah. And then it just feeds itself. Yeah. And, and it's. It sucks. Yeah, somebody yeah. has to break it, and it's typically mm -hmm. the world's not going to break it. The world's going to act the way you give. Like it, you, if you give that, they're going to give it back. Yeah, the the world's going to let you be that way because nobody likes an a hole. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they're, no, they're, they're nobody gonna, does. They're going to be the same way back to you. And on and then on the flip side, if you're positive and you put positive things out in the world, and it's not mumbo jumbo, man. It's not yeah. that whole movie, The Secret. It's not that. It yeah. is real. If yeah. you're positive in your life, people will be more positive towards you, and that makes you want to continue being positive. Yeah, it, you definitely do feed on it. You def uh, and it and it creates a bigger bubble of positivity. I feel the same way. Feel yeah. the same way. It, it, it's it, uh, it's why I do what I do, and and then above your bookcase, that's why you do what you do. Yeah, um, yeah. You you and I are both very inclusive when it comes to that stuff, and and. And I like that you're very inclusive with that, with your yeah. your podcast or your uh, your get-togethers. Yeah, yeah. Those those live, it's kind of a live recording of a podcast. And Dan, I want to thank you so much for you know being one of the yeah, first of big guys to come on there and you know of course, let man. yeah letting the other starting creators, the creators who are just beginning, to see that a guy like Dan, Dan the Fireman, will come hang out with us. We'll let us bombard him with questions. I mean, we squeezed the hell out of you, dude. I hope it didn't feel like an hour. No. I, but was I it an hour? I think it was like, I felt like 10 minutes. I thought I was there for 10 minutes. No. We'll go back and look at the tape, man. I think you were hour? there for the entire hour. Yes. And that's I was how, expecting. That's yeah. how good it was, man. That's how good it was. <laughs> I tell you, I was expecting you to cut out early because I remember us texting and I said, look, I know you're busy, but if you can give us, you know, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. 15 minutes. But I'm pretty sure you stuck around the entire time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was past 10, 15 minutes because I was having a good time. It definitely was. And uh, yeah, so that inclusivity, bringing people together, you know, that's what people yearn for. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, people who are motorcycle riders as a solo activity, making YouTube videos as a solo activity. Yeah. You can feel like you're on an island as we talked about. Yeah. Um, it's just good to know that Look, one of these creators could also be in a position one day to tell another person, even if it has nothing to do with YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that hand on the shoulder that says, hey, man, just calm down, keep going, keep plugging. You know, yeah, that's that all it takes. That's all it takes. And I think a lot of people don't have somebody that puts their hand on their shoulder and says, yeah, just keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. That's all you yeah. have to say. You don't have to say, okay, this is a 20-step process of how you should do it. It's just right. like keep doing it. And it really goes back to the the audio. When I first discovered my depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. um, like I knew I had it, but I was scared to go to see the doctor. I finally got it diagnosed. And okay, now this is big flood of things that I can look into. So I looked into a book and it's, and, and is the real uh, men don't like to talk about it book. And um, part of it was men need shoulder to shoulder time. Women need face to face time. And and that really kind of played something into me. It's like shoulder to shoulder. It's like I I remember playing video games with my best bud. We never looked at each other. We didn't talk. We just sat there and and, and hung out. Going to the movies. Uh, going to the bar. The bar. I mean, you're. It's not necessarily let's get drunk. It's it's my buddies shoulder to shoulder with me. Wow. And you'll see typically women will be at the tables facing each other. And I think there needs to be more of that. And that whole hey, go ahead, tap it on the shoulder. Keep doing what you're doing. That is a man to a man, and I think that really is uh, part of this community because, I mean, my viewer base is 93 95% male. Mm -hmm. As much as I try to bring in the women crowd, it's they don't relate to me because I'm a man. They relate to my wife when she's doing her stuff. So for me, it's like if I could talk mental health, and I know my audience, I know who they are, and if I can talk mental health, there's going to be a, a percentage of them that can relate, and that whole... If I speak about my mental health and I tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm here in this position. You know, I don't know where you are in yours. You know, your reality is different. Keep doing it, man. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And that's the inclusivity, the empathy that that I, from an hour-long yeah. conversation with you, man, you definitely yeah. have it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome. It's, 
Dude, and I got to tell you too, Dan, the things, the things that you have built are really impressive when you look at stuff that doesn't benefit you specifically, but benefits a community. And one thing in particular is the discord mm-hmm. and the portion in there that is dedicated to mental health. Yeah. I was just on there last night. And sometimes those discussions, like I don't always participate in the discussions, but I'll read through them. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. And sometimes I see people that are opening themselves up so much that I want to reach out and talk to them and say something to them, but I'm not a Yoda master. And number two, I don't want to tell them something that might not be right or correct. Yeah. Sometimes people don't need the answer. It's like we're saying, sometimes they just need that hand on the shoulder. Yes. Yes. And I might not even know what to tell you, but I'm just going to come up to you and put my hand on your shoulder and be like, yeah, that's all. It's all going. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I've never been there. You know, some yeah. of the situations people talk about, but it's amazing and great that they have that outlet. Yeah. I created the Discord uh, a while back, and the, fir- the first room that was on, there's plenty of rooms now. There's a lot of them. The first room was that mental health. Right. And I just knew by, based on, you know, the internet brings people together. Yeah. It's especially the people like us where we don't want to go out. If, if I could type or if I can do some voice thing or, or whatever, watch somebody, I can relate to them. And then it's like, okay, you're at this point in your struggle or whatever it is. And okay, I, I, I've been there. So now I could follow. And it's like, I'm not the only one. Typically, I mean, in our own heads, we feel like we're the only ones. We're not. We're yeah. definitely not the only ones. No, that's, it, that's so true. Yeah. But I think, you know, when we get inside our heads, it's hard to Remember that there are people that want you to be around. There are people that love you. There are Mm -hmm. people that wish you would call them. You know, I've had, I've lost people to depression in my life. And I would, you know, it's always the same thought. When something like that happens, you say, damn it, why didn't they call us? How could they forget about us? Why didn't they remember us? But you come to find out that depression has a way of, playing the same thought over and over like a recording and it yeah. crowds out those other thoughts. It does. You can't hear them. Yeah. You know, you, you can't hear those positive voices. You don't remember those people and you're just focused on that one thing. There's no logic to it. There's, there's, there's zero logic to it to think about something like that consistently yeah. and then to push out what you already know is good advice. There's no logic to it, but when it comes to our, our mind in that constant flow is that well it doesn't matter it's not there's the logic isn't here right now it really isn't and then after you snap out of it logic's like oh okay shouldn't have done this Uh or done that but if you do the final end yeah you you never get to that that point and it's tough and it's it's one reason why my colors on my my dan and the fireman is that teal and purple that's the suicide awareness colors um that's why I picked those colors. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, the end man. result for men is, I think there's, I think every like 11 minutes, uh, somebody man. commits suicide or something like that. And then three quarters of that is men. So wow. nobody, men don't talk and the no. shoulder to shoulder, keep going. That's all it takes for men. Man. And women, you know, they, they need to talk for hours, but men, we just, 20 minutes yeah. is hanging out with somebody's enough and you know this whole time i thought you had like a marketing team who looked at color wheels and found like no. you know a couple of colors that were vibrant no Mm-mm. not at all wow Mm-mm. you know dan when you're talking about the emotional piece it reminds me of maybe it was a book i read maybe it was a talk i had with somebody i forget but they said imagine your brain and half of it is emotion mm-hmm. and half of it is logic, but it can't hold any more than this. Yeah. When the emotional part grows, it, it has to shrink the logical part. Yeah. And that's why when we act out of emotion, that's when bad stuff happens. And that's when you go back to somebody later on and say, I'm sorry for what I said. I wasn't thinking or I wasn't thinking clearly yeah. when I acted this way or when I did this thing because you, you acted out of emotion which yeah. shrank the logical piece of your brain. And then the opposite end is like Elon Musk with all logic, no emotion. He talks like a robot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, right, right. Yeah, I, that, whenever we, like, we say things like that where we, we try to put names to 
why and how. I think that's typically what you and I would do or people in, with uh, a mental health, you know, whatever it is, schizophrenia or depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. general, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. we try to put a name on it because we want to know what the heck it is. And with a normal brain, I guess, or a normal reality, everyone's just like, okay, well, this is a, this is a wallet. This is a phone. There it is. But to me, it's like, uh, why? Like, why? <laughs> why <laughs> yeah, is yeah. this? What's why is that? It? Yeah. So uh, I like, I like that you have above your bookcase and why you'd make videos, certain videos mm-hmm. is to yeah. focus on that. Um, yeah. And the whole point of, of these podcasts is just to kind of see who the person is behind the scenes. Because when I watch your videos and when I see your videos, uh, there there is. I mean, I'm looking at a, a picture on your Instagram with the Merry Christmas and Elvis. You got oh, the yeah. glasses and the backwards hat. <laughs> like like that that's you, but that's yeah. like like for that's you right here, and then you go back, and then it's like yeah. I'm putting a little bit extra for the video or the the picture, but then I'm back. It's still me. Right. It's just I'm I'm exaggerating that yes. portion that i love so yes. like is that how you do a lot of your videos like what's your like what's your thing when it comes to videos like what do you like to put out uh, yeah i do there are some times where you know just like anybody else you feel playful you have an idea you say oh you know what i'm gonna step into this character yeah. so that video was i think i was uh, i had come up with a character called dj dirty d's or something and <laughs> it was on radio station wds and we were talking about uh, rewriting the Christmas songs because they were offensive. And one of them was, you know, we're, we're throwing Santa baby out the window because babies don't like it. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> stuff like that. And it's a funny video, man. You go back and watch that, that one. That's again. Awesome. It's, it's funny. But when I think about my bookshelf mm-hmm. and I think about what videos I've done lately, I say, okay, I need a silly video. You know, it's time for a silly, funny video that, that might not have to do with motorcycles. And then the next one might be, okay, now I'm going to do a review on a Cena Bluetooth helmet. Okay. And then the next one is I'm going to take you on a ride through the Texas Hill Country, and I want to show you some of the beauty of what's around me. And at the same time, I'm going to talk about whatever the topic might be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of think of the videos also or the bookshelf in rotation. Okay. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to have three review books I don't want to have those too close together. Yeah. I want to have a, a, you know, I want to have a cookbook and then I want to have a joke book and then I want to have a picture album, mm-hmm. but there's all kind of the same feel to those books. Yeah. And and you mentioned uh, having the motorcycle as, as like the backdrop. So like mm-hmm. we all go back to the motorcycles can probably bring this, but this is what I do with my motorcycle. This is who I am. We just have something in common with the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, if you have something yeah. common with, with me and, and your version of the cookbook, you know, then it's like, welcome. Right. Now we have cookbook and motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. I, yeah. I think that's a, it's a good way to do it instead of just trying to ride the trends. It's, yeah. it's like, you're trying to help somebody that, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you made that scene of, video just based on the fact that you were looking up your own information it's like well this is what i learned when i bought this or got this so this is what i want so yeah absolutely i mean and and i realized that i haven't done a lot of product reviews and i have a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. so hey there's some content there but you brought up a a really good point dan about the trends trending right so if i was following trends and maybe it's to the detriment of my channel's growth i don't know but look Man, people started putting out Indian Challenger versus Harley Davidson, whatever motorcycle, and they blew up. I mean, there are people who put out the video and heck, in that day, they're getting 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 views where they have maybe a thousand subscribers. Yeah, I could have done the same video. But, you know, what's what's the point for me? It wasn't exciting. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should. No, you definitely have to do something (laughs) that's exciting for you. Yes. If you yeah. if you're on the on the video and you're talking about those specific bikes and it's not exciting for you, it's like okay, guys, the Indian Challenger is this, and then nobody's right. gonna care. Yeah. And then and then you then you pick maybe you they do and they subscribe, but then they they see that you're posting all these other things. They're like oh, well, I wanted to be here for the Indian Challenger versus blah 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 type stuff, and now I'm right. not here for you. I'm here for the video itself, and you definitely want the people here for you. And, you do, you do, and. You're, and- you're called Dirty D's, not Indian Challenger versus 
you know, That's for right. your YouTube channel. That's right, man. But you know what I did do is I reached out to Matt Laidlaw. Oh, yeah, who, I saw that. I saw that. Who that did a awesome. video on the yeah. Challenger and he, you know, got a lot of grief for it. And I reached out to him and I said, would you like to come on the live cast yeah, and talk about that. it? That was cool, man. And he that did. Was really cool. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the trending thing is one thing. I mean, look, I could be doing my my channel could easily be a fishing channel if I was into fishing. And I would yeah. probably be talking about 70% the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd still put in your own your own mentality and your own personality to it. And then yeah. you realize people will like you for your personality. Just like with like do with Dan. He was all motorcycles, but it wasn't do it on a motorcycle, Dan. It was it was just do it with Dan. We're gonna do stuff with me. And yeah. he transitioned from what he enjoyed at the time on his bookshelf. And it's like, well, I'm going to rotate my books out because I'm, I care more about these new books that I like. Yeah. And then he rotated in his badass truck, his knife making, all these different things. It's like, you're going to lose people that want the original books, but it's like, well, I'm going to gain all these new people just because, you know, this is who I am. And if you like right. it, you like it. And That's I think right. you got to play into that. You really got to play into who yeah. you are. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah at ahead. the end of the day, that's your bookshelf. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. And you want to keep, you know, you want to keep people interested. You want to keep making the connections. But, you know, it comes back to what's the purpose of your channel? Yep. So yep. for some people, what's above, the, your, what's above your bookshelf? What, what does it say? Yeah. Yeah. What does it say above your bookshelf? So some people start, let's be honest, some people start YouTube because they want to make themselves famous. Mm-hmm. And some people start YouTube because they want to make money. They want to and fill so, the bookshelf first before they even put something on top. They just fill it up. Yeah, yeah. I love the bookshelf, dude. I'm sorry. I, I keep pointing. There's no bookshelf dude. back here, guys. If you're listening, <laughs> there's no bookshelf where I'm pointing. Um, I love that, dude. I'm going to steal that. We're steal gonna, it. Take it. Use it. Productize yeah. it. Uh, it's relatable. Just, it's just relatable. give me a cut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it, it, when you have that visual of your channel is the bookshelf, what's on your bookshelf? Is it a bunch of fluff? Yeah. Or is it stuff that people want to keep going back and say, you know what? This is my favorite book. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It, you point it out. Here's my yeah. favorite book. Take this, take a look at this. This, this, this shows who I am. I learned a lot from this book. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with your channel, Dan, yours is about helping people to save their life. Yeah. You know, it's about helping people to be safer riders and if you look at it at an even deeper level, it's about helping somebody's dad come back from a motorcycle ride and come back home safe. Yeah. It's yeah. about somebody not losing their brother because they went out and were acting like a total idiot on the freeway. Yeah. That's I, what I, it's about. I've seen what it I've seen the consequences. Um, I know what the consequence here's the thing, consequences aren't bad. Con- consequences are just the end result of an action. So you can have a consequence of you coming home every day or you can have a consequence of you not paying attention you don't come home so either way it's a consequence and i've seen both i mean i i've i've lived the one where i come home and i try to keep that going and then i've seen the one where they don't go home or they do go home and they're not the same anymore yeah. and i i know what that looks like and i don't want that for anybody else because with the whole backdrop what we talked about earlier about the mental health the whole backdrop of motorcycle motorcycling has helped me it's it saved me honestly when i resigned it was because i pretty much had to i had to with my mental health and a few other things yeah. and and if i didn't have this motorcycling thing i would probably be in another job where i would have to quit in a year because of my mental health so i'm actually in something that i enjoy and it was brought to me by motorcycles so i want to keep people riding or get it where it's inclusive where it's easy for you to enter but still be safe so you can continue on so it's not a negative impact on your life and that's kind of where i'm going that that's in if i can shorten that into an acronym above my bookshelf like that's what it would be (laughs) yeah and i that is where i come from so every video i make sticks with that and if i absolutely have to i'll i'll make another bookshelf another youtube channel yeah and yeah. I will still have what's above that first one. Now it's going across both of them. It's just now I'm like in woodworking or like you said, you know, if you did something right. different, it doesn't right. matter. It's the person, your principles and where you come from that really shape who you are yeah. and what you do. And yeah. uh, I like that you're doing that. I like that you're inclusive, that you, you, you invite smaller YouTubers, big YouTubers. It doesn't matter. You're going to learn from it. And v- yeah. via posting it online, don't be afraid you're 
you're allowing other people that wouldn't have that information be able to talk to just listen, just sit back and listen. And then, okay, I learned from that. I don't speak, I don't type, I don't do nothing, but I learned from it. And I think a lot of people like that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I guess you could say the, the message of my channel is inclusive. Yeah. yeah. For people out there who don't have uh, a community, Mm-hmm. You can come and join this one. I mean, and you've done a heck of a job building yours as well. And I'm a part of your community also, Dan. And we're, we all have these circles that kind of intertwine. But, you know, as we talked about, guys like you and I know mm-hmm. what it feels like to be excluded from yeah. some place. Yeah. Or we talked ourselves into feeling that we would have been excluded so we didn't go to a certain That's spot. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of that is that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. I think so, too, you know. You've got the reality and you've got what's going on in your mind. You know, I met a guy at a dealership. I was out there just looking at, I don't know, bikes or parts or something like that. Maybe I was just getting a free coffee out there. And I met this dude who was an 80-year-old motorcycle rider, sat down and talked to me, told me he used to be with the FBI. I don't know how much of it was real or just bullshit. He used to also Uh, squat 400 pounds, (laughs) but his knees are shot now. You know? Yeah, yeah, he (laughs) trained with Arnold in the woods with the beer kegs and all that. Yeah. But what he did tell me, I never forgot. He said, inside everybody's mind exists a different world mm-hmm. and you're not going to change it. Yeah. And I was like, man, that hit me really hard. So you know, a lot of the stuff we make up these scenarios and then we believe them, but most of them aren't even real. Yeah. And, and that's um, the tough part. That's that's definitely the tough part for for uh, people like, like us. And I can only speak for myself, but, uh, with what I deal with, I mean, that's the, that's a huge part and going through therapy and everything, finding out like, Oh, I'm allowed to be angry about that situation. I thought I was just, you know, anxiety or depression was taken over. Cause with men, it's typically anger. So I'm like, Oh, I'm allowed to be angry about that. I always thought I had to be nice about everything. I thought my anger was taking control. And then there's parts where it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have been angry. It's like, no, that was not something to your level of reaction was different for than the situation and it's just a constant learning of what i'm supposed to be and that's just the reality in my head versus the reality of everyone else mm-hmm. um the normal reality i guess and it's just a tough thing it's a, it's a tough thing and i like what he said i mean you we, we could joke about squatting and then fbi but that little <laughs> yeah. nugget of information you pulled out like that's the whole empathetic portion of you that I that I, is awesome. Like you're able to pull that out and then learn from it. Yeah. And the more I'm, I'm assuming the more you've been doing it, the more people yeah. you talk to, yeah. you realize there's just so much more to keep oh, yeah. finding out about people. Oh, is that is that kind of why you go to those big old meetups like the Lone Star, the Bring <laughs> the, It Home? Yeah, the Lone Star, the Bring It Home. Those I do just because I'm a little bit of a. Uh, a wild man sometimes. No, That's no, you're one not. piece of me. No, you're That's not. You're not a wild man. <laughs> but, I'll t- but I'll tell you what, man. I will go on a long ride. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I did a ride at Big Bend State Park in Texas. Beautiful part of the country. Incredible. I'm going through it. Massive hills, cutting through limestone formations and whatnot. And then I stopped to get gas. And at the gas station, there was an old another old man you learn so much from the old guys mm-hmm. and he looked like he might have been homeless i didn't know or maybe he lived on the land somewhere and i started talking to him and what you start to realize is every person has a nugget of gold that they oh, can yeah. share with you even if 80 percent of what they're saying sounds just like the wildest crazy story that cannot possibly be true. And then they'll hit you with one spark. Yeah. And that's what you pull from that conversation. Yeah. And then sometimes you, you pull, you, you see that spark and then you're like, okay, well all this 80% bullshit or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is that I can't yeah. relate to. It's basically what it is. You just can't relate to it. You yeah. see that spark. If, if you just kind of fan that, if you just like, you're like, Oh, okay. Um, so let's say you talked about, you know, the FBI or whatever. And he's like, he, yeah, you see the yeah. light in his eyes shine, but all the other stuff, it didn't shine. You're like, okay, so we'll tell me more about that. And it's like, oh, somebody wants to listen to me. Somebody wants to, uh, to hear something I, that I truly enjoy. Okay. And then you see like this whole new personality come out. And I think that is, is big for, for especially men. Um, and then uh, women get that too. Uh, but they're obviously more sociable. And, but men, it's like, if we could just 
help each other build that little spark, just that yeah. little spark yeah. and focus in on that. Cause yeah. yeah, I just, I love your stories, man. It seems oh, like man. you keep running into to old people though. <laughs> <laughs> I love old people, man. I want to be a hundred years old myself. Yeah. Telling people that I used to work for the CIA when I'm at the Harley dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully they'll find that little nugget of truth that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll buy me a sandwich, one of the two. I don't oh know, one gosh. of the two. But yeah, man, the, you just got to get out there and talk to people. Everybody, here's something that I've learned in life that I think has served me so well. And I'm so glad that I learned it at a young age, which yeah. was everybody wants to be talked to. Yeah. Don't, I, I hear from a lot of YouTubers and they'll say, oh, you know what, Tom, I see you doing you know, you walk up to somebody at a rally and you ask them some questions and I don't feel comfortable doing that. And I say, well, okay, well, don't do it. But if you want to do it, just recognize that everybody wants to be treated nice. So treat them nice. Yeah. Everybody wants to share something. Everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. Don't take for granted that they don't want to talk to you just because they're looking forward and trying not to make eye contact with you. Yeah. Yeah. They might. It, they and And I really started to realize that with with my kids it's like go say hi go talk to this person and they're like no no i don't want it. it's like the worst thing that can happen is they say no but then i'm also thinking of my own advice it's like i don't talk to people <laughs> i don't i'm scared <laughs> yeah. to go talk to somebody because yeah. at the end of the day they're they're everyone's nice and yes. uh just just an example is is i told my son to go uh speak to a father and another kid that were at the skate park because he just it was our first day there he didn't know anything he just he kind of knew how to ride a scooter and this kid was just shredding he was just going crazy wow. being a badass and his dad was there and he's also riding uh, a skateboard and all that stuff and i was like go ask him ask him how to get in the the lip i don't know i don't know i can't tell you dude yeah so grab that nugget of wisdom that gold nugget that they have their expertise and go ask him and he finally did and it just opened up his world and i think with motorcycling like if we're going to equate it to motorcycling, there's just so much people can can just ask. Like if we if you go to a meetup or you go to one of those IMS shows or you go to the dealership or you go to wherever and just ask, yeah. ask your question. There's no real dumb questions. And that's that's the whole right. point of that inclusivity thing. And I think I think there's more inclusivity. There's more more inclusive people, more nice people out there in the motorcycle community than that's led on to be. And there are just just join in, just join in. There definitely are, man. I mean, look, if, if if I thought that you were too busy, Dan, to respond to a text when I asked you, will you be on my live cast? Mm -hmm. I would have never sent I would have never sent that text and you and I would not be having this awesome discussion today. Yeah. 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 Man. All you those know, shots, man? man. All those you shots. Gotta, hey, dude, take a shot in the dark every now and then. And I think it's like a muscle. Mm -hmm. um, the more you use it the stronger it becomes, you know, there's always going to be a devil on our shoulder that says, don't send that email out to your company about the last book you read because yeah. people are going to think you're kissing ass. Yeah. Don't send that email because people are going to think you're dumb. Don't send that email because people are going to think you're a know-it-all. But every time you hit send and you send that email, that voice gets a little quieter next time. And then it gets a little quieter next time. And then it gets a little quieter next time. And before you hear it, uh, before you know it, you don't even hear that voice anymore. Yeah, and then if you and it goes the other way, if you stop doing that, it gets a little bit bigger, 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 bigger until you're in a hole, and oh, you got to climb dude. back out. And that I think that's where I think we both yes. know that feeling. Yeah, we do. We, we both do know that feeling. You know, I I just got into a book. Haven't even started reading it. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of books. I don't even read them. I listen to them. I haven't been able to download this one yet. But I went online on YouTube and typed in the name of the book, learned a lot about it. It's called The War of Art, not The Art of War. Oh. It's The War of Art. And the guy says that anybody who's creative, you will always come against resistance when you're going to make that painting or write that book or do that video. And the resistance is often someone saying, it could be from outside or it could be yourself, saying someone's already done that idea mm -hmm. or you can't make money that way or everyone's going to laugh at you. And then he talks about a story of these guys that were in boot camp and the drill instructor said, behind each and every one of you, you're carrying two wolves. One wolf is fear and one wolf is courage. And with every decision you make, you're feeding one of them and making that one stronger. Oh yeah. Dude, that is what we're talking about when we say 
Go talk to people. You'll yeah. get over it. Write that thing. Post that video. You know, you'll get over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Eat, that, that's, I need to Dude, get that book. The War of book. Art. Yeah, I do the too. War I'm just, the War of Art. Incredible. I'm surprised I hadn't heard about it before. Apparently, it's been around for quite some time. Um, Joe Rogan had the author oh, on his podcast. I was going to say Stephen Pressfield. I, I know that okay. guy. I've yeah, yeah, okay. Him. Yeah, he's, he's, I didn't know he made the book. I'll, guys, I'll link that in the, uh, the description of the YouTube one. Let's do a book club. Heck yeah! <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I'm all looking at the Audible, so because I, I go on my walk. That's what like, I do. Yeah, when it, my my uh, my way of getting myself out of that turning mode is uh, once again motorcycling, but I can't do it all the time, and yeah. that's what I've mentioned before. So I, I really heavily focus on walking my dog. My dogs also saved my life, basically. I mean, man's best friend. I think there's a reason for it, and I listen to an audiobook either to expand my knowledge or to entertain me so I can keep my mind off of whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And this is perfect. I'm going to definitely oh, uh, take a look dude. at this. I listen to so many books. That's just what I do. I mean, with my job, I will find myself driving two to two and a half hours between oh. meetings sometimes or whatever it is. And uh, I'll just listen to audiobooks, you know? Or I'm so trying to, you know, get my gym routine going, and I'll listen to audiobooks for the first 20 minutes. You know, that kind of so you're gone then a lot of times from home. Then if you're driving two, three hours for a meeting, Dude, like how often are you gone? I fly out of San Antonio, and I am gone two to three weeks out of the month in a oh. different city, in a different state. Yeah. Holy. Crap. So when we're talking about yeah, so earlier we were talking about that solitude, and sometimes we're introverts, although we are also extroverts in a lot of ways. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the sky, in hotel rooms, and in rental cars. So that that definitely does play into our uh, like introvertness. Um, so that that little devil or that wolf, I'm sure, gets fed. Probably oh, yeah. if you're gone, you, and you choose not to, you know, like there's uh -huh. times where you just choose not to call your wife or or mm -hmm. call a friend or text a friend. You're just like, I'm mm -hmm. just gonna feed that wolf. Yeah, and. That, that plays into filming. It plays into yes. all that stuff. And now you're editing, you're sitting in this little dungeon. Yeah, right, and right. So you, you can, you know, you can feed that positive wolf or the negative wolf. So you can, the same time that you're spending editing, you have the opportunity that you could have spent that at the bar downstairs talking yeah. to who knows who and who knows what happens after yeah. that point. Yeah. But you don't, you know, so you just kind of stay in your I, safe spot. <laughs> I think that's why I, I, uh, I kind of, I think that's why I created the podcast. I, I, uh, I created the battle after before the, after the ride, the after the ride was, it was an idea with my buddy and we're going to talk about motorcycles, but there's only so much you talk about motorcycles. And then right. I just wanted to now speak my mind and talk. And I created the battle after, and I just, I just felt like I was stuck in my spot and I had to talk to somebody and whether it was a camera or somebody else, I just had to verbally vomit and, there's times where I just talk to myself in the head and I try to make sure that, okay, well, things are fine. That's not a big deal. But then I have to go back to it. It's like, no, it doesn't feel fine. So I have to, re it's just a cycle. And then when I actually speak it out loud to a mic, to a camera, there's times in those uh, podcasts where I'm tearing up or mm -hmm. like it actually, the emotion actually got to come out and not yeah. get trapped in here. Um, and that's, kind of why i wanted to do the after the ride thing it's it's not necessarily talk about motorcycles it's to meet the person and mm -hmm. now i'm having while i'm sitting in my comfortable security blanket yeah. i'm talking to still i'm still talking to somebody and yeah. the internet does bring people together it really does you're telling me about uh when you did the bring it home thing yeah. uh for the it was the harley it was harley uh world record Right. It was a, yeah, the longest Harley Davidson parade okay. world record. Yeah. And right. and they broke the record this year. Awesome. And you said that, you know, all these different people were doing hashtag this, hashtag yeah. this, brought everybody yeah. together. The whole yeah. internet came together. Right. Um that's awesome. That was, it was awesome. Amazing. Tell, tell me tell me more about that, because like we talked briefly about it. Um uh, for people yeah. that don't know, I, I want them to understand because that's the whole point of this. Okay, sure. So when my channel got started, I was meeting a lot of new YouTubers. That's how you kind of connect. That's how you get the ball rolling. And I realized that the community could be a lot stronger. It needed to be stronger. Great content out there. Some people with not a lot of 
subscribers and whatnot. I said, look, let's start connecting. Let's use this hashtag support. And that was the hashtag, hashtag support. Let's use hashtag support in our comments as a flag that you're a creator. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can help each other out and just encourage each other. And then my very good friend, Mary, who runs a channel called The Geared Raven 72, she said, let's put MVC for Moto Vlogger Community mm -hmm. at the end of hashtag support. Because if you go on to Instagram and you type in hashtag support, you're going to come up with charities for everything under the sun. But if you put hashtag support MVC, what you're going to find, Dan, is a ton of posts by creators in this Moto Vlogger community, right? So... What happened at Bring It Home mm -hmm. is a lot of those people came to the Bring It Home event and we were able to connect. So not only was it over the internet, not only was it through YouTube comments, now we were actually riding motorcycles together on the same street, one behind the other, going cool. to campfires, eating breakfast at IHOP. I mean, it was like, it, it became real. And it's easy to grab those little golden nuggets and just find those sparks with all yeah. these different people. That's really yeah, cool. and, and now a lot of them are planning the craziest ride um, to the craziest rally, which is Sturgis in August. Mm. And yeah, I've already got 10 days marked in my uh, PTO at work. Nice. And I'm going to be busting out of here and making a three-day ride up there, uh, a couple days there and three days back. So That's it's going to be cool, very man. cool. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be dumb. But, you know, you got to do dumb <laughs> things sometimes. <laughs> you do. You definitely do. Uh, change up your bookcase a little bit. Change it up. Right. Exactly. Like a personal one where your mind and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And some people think about rallies like Sturgis of a bunch of club members and leather vests and, and that stuff. I think one of the reasons I started my channel around motorcycling was I saw a lot of channels like that. Uh -huh. But I realized, hey, there are a lot of guys who are just regular old dudes who ride because they love motorcycles and they don't need to be the biggest badass on the block. And they're not trying to prove that they're a caricature of a motorcycle rider or mm -hmm. a biker. Call yourself a biker if you want or a motorcycle rider, or enthusiast, whatever. But it's there are a lot more of us than there are of the badasses or the hard asses. And the simple fact that you ride a motorcycle makes you a badass if that's the title you want. Yeah, man, there, there's, there's all these parallels. Um, before I jumped into motorcycling, I was a personal trainer and, and, and did a bunch of stuff for uh, powerlifting. And, wow. and I uh, was a pure fitness trainer for the fire department. So I was actually coaching and teaching people how to, to be healthy on the fire department. But it, it really does go back to like all these people the first time starting at the gym scared to go to the gym because like everybody's gonna look at me you mm -hmm. know when i do am i doing it wrong mm -hmm. is this this and this and this happening and i think a lot of that does play into the motorcycling stuff is like i don't i'm not gonna go to sturgis i'm not gonna go to this event because i'm not really a biker i'm not really mm -hmm. it's like if you just go there's gonna be people that there they're gonna be like they don't care if you are doing any of that they're just happy that you're there like yeah. I, gym yeah. goers are just happy that this person, I mean, you might be out of shape. It's like, man, I am so glad you're here to better yourself. And you could have been the person sitting on the couch. Yes. And that's the, that's what I've gotten every single time I've gone to one of these events. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's more inclusive than exclusive. Yeah. The, I mean, the guys, people who want to be the biggest badass on the block and actually get into fist fights with each other, they'll find each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They will and they're not looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. They're in their own they're in their own area. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. It spills it, sometimes, they'll spill, but they're in their own area. It can't it's like the the saying that they have um in that segment of our motorcycling world, which is don't start no stuff and there won't be no stuff. You know what I mean? Pretty much. So, That's pretty so much don't it. Don't start anything, there won't be anything. They're gonna be yeah. cool with you everything's all yeah. right. Yeah. There yeah. there definitely is uh I think there not necessarily needs to be, but I think there there probably needs to be more people that uh, kind of speak how we speak when it comes to the inclusivity because it, it is inclusive, but it's like an unspoken thing that it's in inclusive. And I think there needs to be spoken mm. that, or there needs to be people that will bring in those that don't necessarily feel comfortable just taking that leap uh, to go back to to what you said is like we talk ourselves out of it and i think that's where most of the problems happen is that we're not we're talking ourselves out of it and we just have that buddy that pats us on the shoulder and says hey come on with us they need yeah. to have that extrovert friend 
you know? And I try to be the extrovert, extrovert friend with Dan, Dan, the fireman. Mm -hmm. Um, but dang, as, as Daniel, I am that introvert. So I have my, I have my friend, Matt, that is the extrovert that pulls me out of my, my little thing. Yeah, no, I, I know how it is. I mean, like with me at work, if I'm around a lot of people at work during the day and we're interacting throughout the day, or I might even be doing, you know, sometimes I do talks yeah. to groups. Okay. And at the end of that day, dude, it's been six or eight hours and I'm up there and I'm talking and we're going through the stuff. And at the end, everybody wants to take you out to dinner. They want to go out. They want to do this and that. And you're like, man, I just want to go to my room. Yeah. And, and it, you just shut it down. Yep. It's the, you're mentally exhausted. You're just mentally exhausted. I expended all my ammo. I have no more to go. (laughs) I need to recuperate. Yeah. Um, but they also feel that those people, the way I think, and, and you're empathetic towards it is, is they want to do that because you've brought something that they might not have been able to do, or Mm -hmm. you got, gave them enough value to, they want to share, they want to give back value. And, uh, I think that's, when you put something good out and not necessarily like, you know, good contents like viral. No, I mean, like if you put positivity out, um, you're going to get that back. Like we said, and that's what you're doing, man. That's what you're doing. It's awesome. It's yeah. I'm just lucky to have been able to find a way, an outlet for this at some point. A lot of it's positive. Some of it, like I say, people will watch some of my videos and say, this dude's a freaking prick. Yeah. That's okay. Cause they're both me. There, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get that. You're gonna get. I get that all the time uh, with your with your traveling and and you obviously for work. But I mean, you you travel a lot on your bike. I mean, I'm I'm looking at your your Instagram. You got like like yeah. I don't know how many poker chips. <laughs> well, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of those poker chips I pick up along the way, and some of them people send to me too. Yeah. Yeah, and then exactly. you're gonna, and then you're, I I asked for your poker chips one time, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're supposed to collect those yourself." And it's like, well, it's whatever, 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 it, dude. It's cool dude. to to see other poker chips or other other designs yeah, and things. Yeah, people send me poker chips from all over the place, or you know, somebody will go, a family member will go to a city and bring me back a Harley Davidson T-shirt, and I've asked them now to quit doing that because I have so many black Harley Davidson shirts <laughs> that I am getting rid of. I don't need, I don't like wearing them, dude. I don't. And, uh, uh, you know, I was wearing one one time and someone said, oh, have you ridden your bike in Vegas? It was a Vegas one. And I was like, no. And they said, well, you know, you're supposed to wear. I'm like, what? Whatever. Are you Whatever. insane? Have you been to China? Because your shoes were probably made there. I mean, I, you know, it's so dumb. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was like, whatever, dumb. man. Whatever. It's just ways to support people, man. You know? Once again, it's it's the how they were treated. They were probably told that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, yeah, yeah there's a, there's yeah. a thing about tradition and there's a thing about that, but, it, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, you know what, if we're here to, to ride motorcycles and enjoy ourselves and yeah. it's like, who cares at the end of the day, and who really cares? You know what, man, motorcycle riders are as diverse as motorcycles, you yep. know, you can try to be as individual as you want and then look in the mirror and realize that you have become a clone in your effort to be an individual, you have be made yourself into a clone. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll Just give you an yourself. example. Yeah. yeah. Like when I go riding at night and every now and then, especially in the summer in Texas, I'll ride at night because it gets so blazing hot that the nighttime is one of the best riding times. But I have the jacket that I wear at night has some reflective pieces. It's black and red and it's a crotch rocket jacket. Yeah. But I ride on a cruiser. And so oh, some no. people would yeah, right? I mean, some people are like, oh, those don't go together. You should be wearing a black leather jacket. I'm like, dude, you're insane. Yeah, it's, it's like you have it's to different. dress the part too. It's like, no, I, I'm my own person. I, I, this works for me. Right, exactly, man. And I think a, a lot of the questions I get is like, well, what's the best this? What's the best that for this? And it's like just it, don't pick it based on looks typically unless you really want to do that aesthetic look. There's ways to do it, but. Sure. Just yeah. focus on what is important to you. And if it if riding because it clears your mind is important to you, then just pick whatever gears that's going to keep you safe. Get yep. the training that's going to keep you safe so you can keep riding to clear your mind. Yeah. Don't don't ride like a reckless person to clear your mind, and then you crash, and now you're out six months, no motorcycle and all this other stuff, and you, now mm-hmm. you can't clear your mind. Now you have extra negative stuff on you. And exactly, that's just – just got to keep doing it, man. Just got to keep – you do. You got to keep doing you. You got to yeah. do you, man. I mean, there's enough clones out there. There are enough channels that are similar or the same. Or there are enough 
it's already been done a lot yeah. of it yeah do something different and that's something that i really like about your channel dan and what you're doing is you have diversified to a point where it's not just about motorcycles now it's at a deeper level it's about the person it's about yeah. people you know and even if like going back to the bookshelves you might have two different bookshelves mm -hmm. but they're bringing value yeah whereas a lot of content that is created the way that i'm seeing content is meant just to focus people's attention on that individual yeah like i'm i'm the authority figure of this area and yeah. And there, there is, there is something to that. There definitely is something to that, but that's maybe their personality. That's their motto is, you know, I want to be the authority. I want, you know, the best education so I can teach and coach. And maybe they do want to help others, but they want to help others in a different way. Mm -hmm. So me, it's like, I want to, I know how it feels. I know why I have a tough time with this. Let me help you and alleviate. Basically, it's not necessarily fix. I want to alleviate some of your issues so that you can move on with whatever you want to do. So I, yeah. it, it's that pie chart or not pie chart, but it's like that overlapping thing. You know, you got two people with the circles and then in mm -hmm. the middle, it's helping others. Their version is authority. My version is empathy, I guess. Yeah. It, well, that helping others is what drives that message. You know, yeah. like at work, we do a thing on public speaking and we teach this class and something we talk about is if you're afraid of public speaking, in your mind, switch the focus away from you and switch it to your message. Yeah, that helps. That helps. Yeah, man, the best way to go up there and be yourself and not worry or stress out or start breathing heavy is focus on the message that you're giving mm -hmm. as a gift that you're giving to your audience. And, you know, like imagine you're going to a birthday party as a kid and you want that you want your friend to open your gift first. Yeah, because you know how cool it is. It's the Lego set that they wanted. They've been talking about Star Wars and you got it for them and you want them to open it. Well, you know, when you're doing your public speaking or even when you're doing YouTube content, if you focus more on the message, man, all those apprehensions about talking to people you don't know or people laughing at you or maybe you flub a word or maybe your transition was off or whatever, man, all that stuff just melts away. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're not focused on you. And, and if you focus on you, it, if you get a lot of praise, it feels great. But the moment, then you get a, a little bit or a lot of the negative, it hurts a lot. And if you do separate yourself to where it's like, hey, I'm just here to serve. I'm bringing a message. Yeah. Um, then it's a lot easier for you to keep on doing, especially with our personalities and, and the way our brains work. Um, just hopefully at the end of the day, this is why I support a lot of people is that if, if at the end of the day, your main focus is to help others, whether you do it this way or that way or this, it doesn't matter to me as long as you're here to help others. Um, I might disagree with you on some points. But you're helping others. That's that's all that matters, and and I will support that. And that's why I jumped on that that Motovlog community live cast. And it's yeah, like man. you're you told me what it was about. You told me why, and yeah. that was huge. If you just said, "Hey, uh, come on," I mean, I probably would have, but then it would have been like five ten minutes, right? And then and that would have been it. Yeah. Um, but if you you told me why you're doing this, how you're doing this, this is when we're doing this. It would be great to have you. It'd bring a lot of value to everyone here, and then people would listen. It's like that is what I'm here for to bring value to others and help others. And that's why I was there. And that's why I wanted you on this because now I know you as a person is we're focused on the same goal and that's what I care about. It's definitely, definitely. what I care about. So where, where can people find you, man? Where can uh, people find you? <laughs> yeah, cool. So you can go to my YouTube channel, dirty D's or you yeah. can, yeah, yeah. Dirty D's or you can go to Instagram and it's dirty dot D's. I'm right. And I'm on there right now. I'll put all the links in the, uh, the cool. description to find you. Yeah. Um, you have these uh, these live casts. How often do you have? Them? You said once a month. I have a live cast once a month. It's a live recording of a podcast. Okay. Uh, people can call in. So oh, okay. anybody who's watching can actually pick up their phone and talk to the person that we have on. Sometimes they are big YouTubers. Sometimes it's a cast of smaller YouTubers. We've had you know we've had you Dan. Uh, we've had Doodle on a motorcycle who has yeah. a pretty good following. We've had Justin from Bike and Bird. We've had John Maxwell called in the other day and he hung out with us for about a good hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, he's a good uh, guy. <laughs> dude was freaking awesome. Uh, and it, it continues to build. So we're really excited about that. 
just keep keep doing it because once again, when you have a, a good message, uh, the typically good messages grow slowly. Yeah. Um, when we go back to that trends thing, and and you mm-hmm. have a good message, so but that's the thing. If it grows slowly, you're building a very good foundation, and it, that's going to benefit a lot of people, not just you. So, yeah. man, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. I'm so glad. Uh, everybody yes. needs to go see the podcast that he has and then check out his Instagram and YouTube and everything. That's, that's everything will be in the description. If you're appreciate you, Dan, that's awesome. No problem, man. It was great, man. We've been talking for, for a long time. Yeah, we have. Oh, well, hopefully it's the first of many. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs)